afternoon. My name is Jahan Chappelle, and it is my privilege and pleasure on behalf of the MVCP POV podcast team to welcome you here today. Before we begin, I want to talk to you all about the importance of storytelling. I believe that every person has an important story to tell. Each person's story tells something about their culture. Listening to people also helps us get who are known. There's a real person before us, not someone who is reduced to stereotypes in the media. Listening can also give us a better understanding of what their experience is like. Over the past two years, the Diversity Committee, Tish Jan and I, along with Dr. Tony Dunbar, developed a podcast called MVCP POV Voices from the Valley. Our vision is to create a space for authentic discovery of social justice conversations on topics related to equity, diversity, and inclusion with the goal of evolving our relationships with each other and the world. We are delighted to have members from the Gas Club, MSA, Muslim Association, and ASU, Arab Student Union, here with us to celebrate the release of season two of MVCP's POV, Voices from the Valley podcast. We want to focus on the community here at Moraine Valley. We want to highlight different perspectives of the college through stories told by faculty, staff, and students. Today, we'll be chatting with students and advisors about their experiences participating in the podcast. Before I hand over to Tish Hayes, I want to say once more, thank you and welcome. Thanks, Johanna. But I wanted to acknowledge some of the people that we worked with in season one as well as season two. So um, season one, we focused on the Muslim Student Association and the Arab Student Union. Both of those clubs gave a lot of their time. <laughs> we'll get this worked out eventually. Hello. Okay. Um, so we worked with the Muslim Student Association and the Arab Student Union. They gave of their time. They were generous with their experiences and voices um, and just gave us fantastic content to share with the campus about their experiences um, both in the club but also just their lives. Um, season one also coincided with the Mosaics uh, project uh, that Tommy Hensel was heading up over in the FPAC and that was extraordinary. So Tommy gave us access to a lot of those performers. Well, so we had some incredible content interviews with them um, some of their performances that got to be part of the podcast, and Tommy also spent some time talking about his experience bringing mosaics to campus. Um, and then, of course, the advisors of the MSA and the ASU, Nina Shomendajani and uh, Sundas Madi McCarthy, who, and Sundas can't be here with us today, but they both gave, um, again, a lot of their time and energy and were fantastic guests on the podcast as well. So I really encourage you to listen to season one. And then, of course, season two, uh, we're excited to celebrate today. So GASP, the Gender and Sexuality Progress Club, they um, spent many of their club meetings over the spring talking to us and sharing their perspectives on coming out, on the media, so many things. Um, and again, gave generously of their time. And thank you to um, Jeffrey McCauley and Judy Cutting, the two GASP club advisors, 
and also to Randy Connor, who is a humanities faculty here who spent some time talking to us about his experiences. So just this would not have been possible without all of them. The whole reason we have this podcast is because people are generous with their experiences and are willing to share that. So really appreciate the time and energy they put into that. So let's hear a little bit of what they have to say. All right, so this first clip is from the GASP Club. Uh, they did a panel for a psych class. Um, so Amy Williamson invited them to her psychology class. They uh, talked about their experiences, answered some questions. And this is just a brief 30-second um, clip of two members talking about why GASP is important to them. I was in a similar club when I was in college, and it was just a nice, easy place to meet people and make friends and also to get involved on also campus. Jeff. And now as a teacher, uh, I just like to be the advisor. Um, what I really like about the club is that um, it's like a place of support and you can like talk about whatever you need to talk about. Like if something happened or if there's an issue that affects you personally, you can go to somewhere where no one will judge you or think of you differently because of your um, sexuality or gender identity. I like it because while I identify as cisgender and as demisexual, the club allows me to interact with other people who might be of different identifications. So I get those opinions and those experiences. I became. So that was just a brief clip, and we've got another one to play for you. So our second clip is from uh, the scholarship night uh, for the ASU. Um, they do an award scholarship every year for um, some of their members. And we got to talking about what the club kind of meant to them and what kind of work they do in the club and um, just kind of why that community is important. And so this is a, a quick clip of, um, that sums up a lot, of, a lot of the themes that we kind of heard throughout the semester. Fundraising, doing different events, kind of just showing the world what actual Arabs do besides everything that's betrayed about us through media and everything else that's going on in the world. So I believe it's like our outlet of showing people what our true colors really are. For me personally this night, because it is my last semester here. So uh, we just wanted to highlight a little bit of uh, those conversations and um, it's, you know, we could go, we could play clips all day about um, the great content that we had from our from our students and from our advisors and the clubs and the things that they offered to us um, to make the podcast. Um, but since we have people here to talk about their experience in the podcast and to give us a little bit more insight into um, what their experiences are, uh, let's do that. Um, so the first question I'd like to ask of the panel is, what was your experience like creating the podcast? When we created the podcast, it was it was really interesting because we felt like we finally were given a platform where we could discuss the misconceptions of being Muslim or Arab um, in America. We also um, it felt really like enlightening because there is the stigma where you feel like you have to kind of be an apologetic Muslim, but with the platform that Moraine Valley gave us, we felt like we could like speak out more about like who we are and what it's like growing up here and. 
um, the reality of all of it. For me, what I really liked, <laughs> what I really liked with the podcast was uh, just hearing th what the students <coughs> came up with. We had uh, several brainstorming sessions in the fall semester and the beginning of the spring semester to just see like what is it that we even wanted to talk about. Um, if we wanted to have these different episodes or how we wanted to format it, um, it was a lot of fun. I think like pre-podcast, um, all the brainstorming and ideas and learned all different vocabulary that young people say that I'm not going to share. Um, <laughs> that I'm like, what is that? Oh, okay. Uh, so it was really fun for me to, uh, to realize how old I am, I guess. <laughs> um, for me, I found that one of the most interesting things, because I'm someone who listens to a lot of podcasts, one of the more interesting things about creating a podcast was just the idea of how m how many people who like where will this end? Will it end up in someone's ear? Will it end up resonating with someone who might not have uh, realized that there were those possibilities? And also the idea that we're able to get our voices out, which means we're actually able to drive the message we want to actually broadcast across. It's not what's put in the media, it's not what's put into people's ideas of what being LGBT means. It's our voices, it's our opinions. Um, I enjoyed my experience recording this podcast. Um, I found it to be really introspective. The way that I recorded it was a little <coughs> different from the rest of my group, but um, I found it, you know, kind of challenging to more look internally and, you know, why I see things the way I do as opposed to, you know, other people in the group. And it was just interesting to explore that, really. Thank you. Um, can we take a step back? And would you all mind to introduce yourselves real quick? I, I uh, got ahead of myself. Hi, my name is Henny, and uh, I'm a sophomore here at Moraine. I'm studying pre-pharmacy. I'm also involved in several clubs here on campus. I'm in the Arab Student Union. I'm the president of the Muslim Student Association. I'm the treasurer of STEM Club. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about myself. Thanks, Henny. Thank you, Dan, for the invitation. My name is Nina Shoman Dejani. I am the advisor to the Arab Student Union. Uh, that's a volunteer position, and I am also the Assistant Dean to Learning Enrichment and College Readiness, and that's the department that serves adult education and developmental students, as well as our tutoring center. I'm Jeffrey McCulley. I'm friends with Nina. Uh, <laughs> I teach sociology and anthropology. I advise the GASP Club, and I go by they, them pronouns. Hi, I'm Maura. I, have, I go by she, her pronouns, and I am a student here, I'm trying to get into the nursing program, so. My name is Christina. Um, I go by she, her pronouns as well. Um, I'm an English major. I'm the president of the GASP Club, and yeah. Thank you so much, and welcome. Thank you so much for being a part of our panel. Um, so the next question I have for you all is, did participating shape any conversations or activities after you finished recording for the podcast? Did anything kind of new come out of that experience? I can comment a little bit on the um, Arab Student Union's perspective. 
I think before leading up and after the conversations that we had, I think that the outlet that the podcast series gave to our students to be vocal about who they were without being judged, without being in front of an audience, but just in a really casual setting where they're kind of in a circle or sitting around a table discussing who they are and what their identity is, just reminded them all that also like during club meetings and when we hold events, we should take time to have those conversations and share that experience with each other because even though our Arab students our Arab students have in common that they're all Arab American or that they come from the Arab world or their heritage is from the Arab world, which also some of our students that participate in the Arab student Union are non-Arab, they're just very interested in the culture. Um, they all have very diverse experiences and diverse backgrounds and Arabs come from 22 different countries. So they also learn from each other. Um, so one of the things that we ended up doing um, last year in ASU was like every month we had um, a celebration of a specific country with food and a presentation about that country. So one month it was like Jordan and then Iraq and then Palestine and then you know Yemen. So the students sometimes for the first time, although they share that Arab heritage, they may have only been around Palestinian Americans their whole life and now they have an opportunity to meet students from Yemen or from Syria or from Iraq and I think that people don't realize that, that there's so much diversity within the Arab community, including Arab Americans themselves, <laughs> um, because they're only exposed to um, sometimes who their parents have exposed them to, to their cousins, to their friends that they've lived around in their community. So um, to make my long-winded answer shorter, basically they learn to celebrate each other's diversity and um, continue those conversations in the club spaces and events. We haven't heard the podcast yet, and we were uh, recording all the way through the spring semester, and I think even a little bit in the summer, we were recording some. Uh, so we were really just consumed with the recording of it um, and haven't had a chance to um, move forward with it. So I think we're just really excited to uh, start listening to it. For students that went out on campus, and Mara, I think you may be the only student here um, to do some interviews. What was that like? Will you talk to us a little bit about that experience? Um, for me personally, it was a little weird just because like, it's not your first notion just to go up to random people and be like, hey, can you answer a series of questions for me while we record you? Um, <laughs> there's also the, the whole idea of because there was a little bit of fear of, oh, am I going to approach someone who may not take this how it's supposed to be intended? So there was that little bit of fear of, am I going to approach someone and ask, like, can you ask some, can I ask you some questions about the LGBT community? And they might lash out violently. We never had any of those, thankfully, but um, overall, it was a new experience again just going up to people and being like hey can I ask you questions while we record you <laughs> but it was fun were you surprised by any of the responses you got or kind of the responses in general I was because I thought because again we just did it randomly basically I would just walked around here on campus and just the second I made eye contact with the person I was just like 
hey, me and uh, a club member, Rafael, just went up to me and like, hey, can we ask you some questions? And we got a lot of no's or I don't want to talk about that. I'm like, perfectly fine, walk away. But I was surprised at how many people did know a few things about LGBT and the people who were actually like adults were a lot more likely to answer our questions than maybe like students. And that did surprise me just because I thought the students would be the ones to like rally up and be like, here's what our generation is saying, but there was none of that. Cool, thank you, Maura. Um, for everybody, are there any moments from the recording that stand out to you that you remember, you know, while we were sitting together recording, anything that you remember feeling like this is, this is awesome, or this is great? Like some, I remember that there were some points where we just like stopped and realized like we have our we have a mini community like here at Rainbow, and it was interesting to like like we were, we all come from like such different backgrounds even though we I identify with being Muslim. Like being like you don't have to be fit into a certain mold to be Muslim, but it was it just like what stood out to me the most was the fact that like um, that we like so I don't know how to explain it, but it was. There were so many points that stood out to me pretty much like how like like I noticed that there like the guys would um like would not like when we talked about like being visibly Muslim and wearing hijab and how like the struggles that are for us, the guys ended up like discussing that with us later saying, Oh, that's interesting that like like I didn't know that, I didn't under I didn't see it from your point of view and um that was just something that I noticed that stood out to me. Um and vice versa. There was a few times when I had moments where I was just in awe of the students and their ability to really just open up and share. Um, and it was a privilege to be part of those conversations because it really does take a lot of courage to participate in a podcast that's gonna be you know, alive forever and out there on the internet and anyone in the world can listen to it and it's available and the students were so willing to share their experiences and I would, I highly respect them for that because it takes a lot of courage to be able to do that. Um, but one of the most memorable experiences for me was during a podcast that I did not partic participate in, but I was able to watch Dan and Tish facilitate um, with the Arab Student Union students during our scholarship event, and or right before a scholarship event. We had several alumni who had graduated from Rain Valley who were, ver were of Arab American descent, and where former ASU members come back and participate and first of all, I wanna say that they all love Moraine Valley and they're always happy to come back. And it's experiences like this, you know, events in the library, panels, their ability to share their culture and their heritage on campus that really they take on and, you know, treasure for a lifetime. Um, but they came back and they spoke openly and candidly um, as alums with current students and it was a large group of them and it was facilitated really well and um, I was just happy to see so many alums come back and do that and I think that you know this platform has provided our students with an opportunity for their voice to live on bef after they li leave Marine Valley um, it's kind of <coughs> like an, an archive of their experience here and you know, in 10 years, they can still come back and listen to it again. And so 
you might not realize it now, but it's really um, kind of a cool experience for you to document your experience here at Marine Valley, and it was it was awesome to watch students do that. I had a lot of favorite parts. Um, I don't want to gobble up the ones that maybe you all are going to talk about, so I won't mention Dr. Williamson's class, although I think that that took a lot of bravery for our students to participate in that panel in front of a whole class. Uh, one of the parts that jumped out at me when you asked the question, uh, I thought about the advisor session. Uh, so Judy Cutting and I are partners in crime, and uh, it was nice for us to uh, get together and just kind of chat and have a conversation. A lot of the recording sessions, we kind of had a formula, and here's what we're going to do, and here's how it's going to go. Um, but I felt like when it was just Judy and I uh, to talk about being advisors of the club, it was really, I don't know, it just seemed like it just came, just it's just like a conversation. And I just really treasure Judy. I love you. And uh, it was it was just an interesting experience to hang out with just you. Um, because, I mean, I love hanging out with everybody, but I never hang out with just you. So it was just a, a different sort of experience, so I really enjoyed that. Um, for me, as someone who did partic uh, participate in uh, Dr. Williams's class, there was, like, it, it was one thing to record in a club room with the club, because it was just like a club meeting. There was no, uh, while we were, do we were talking about sometimes more serious topics, like, it was still just us among club members. To suddenly be in talk in front of a classroom where I did identify other people in from like one of my other classes and from around campus and to talk about um like these kinds of things like sex our sexualities and our gender representations and why it matters and why it's not just a lifestyle choice suddenly realize made me suddenly realize that this wasn't just us hanging out. This was going to, not only was it going to be broadcasted to a public, especially um, the Marine, like, the Marine body as a whole, but um, that this might end up reaching the ears of someone who might need to hear it. Mm -hmm. Someone who might be going into, like, one of our nursing students who might be going into health and realize maybe I should be more aware of my patients' gender and sexual expressions and be able to promote that in their healing. Or people who are going into mathematics and might think, were any of the great uh, scholars of mathematics LGBT? Is there history there? So the way I recorded the podcast, um, I had missed a lot of the sessions. So. It was me and um, this other girl in my club, her name's Jessica. We went into one of those rooms and went over the, the same questions that the rest of the group did, but it was more of, a, of an open dialogue between us rather than just question and answer. Um, I found that really special because these things are on our minds a lot, but it's not often that we really get to talk about them and you know dive deep into them, and yeah. Great, thank you. Um, what do you hope people get from listening to your conversations? What's some of the takeaways you hope that people people come away with? Um, well, one thing that I hope that they take away from our podcast was that um, we're, what was the, 
normal people. <laughs> it's not like how like the media portrays um, a lot of stuff. But like we discussed that in the podcast. We discussed like the misconceptions, and uh, I just hope people kind of like just like I don't know. I just hope they like take something away from th that discussion that we had that specific discussion. One thing that I hope that Moraine Valley as an institution and the community at large recognizes by listening to a podcast like the ones that we participated in uh, with the Arab Student Union Muslim Student Association is that these students exist and they're on campus. And unfortunately, we don't have any existing data on um, the population of Arab students, Muslim students, or our LGBTQ students on campus that we can pull from institutional research or um, we just know that our students are on campus and that they deserve to be recognized and this platform provided them with an outlet to do that and as I said it documented their experiences it's also it was a chance to say we are here and we exist and um, we can speak for ourselves as Hanin mentioned, I mean, I was able to facilitate the Young and Muslim in America podcast that Hanin was part of, and the students were very assertive about their identity and um, wanting to be you know, recognized for who they truly are, and again, not what's in the media. And I think that um, if we could utilize any of uh, this data that we collected, these conversations in the future as an institution to maybe build upon you know, collecting more student information and data and giving these students a platform to be recognized um, from an administrator's point of view. And as a club advisor, I think that would be awesome. I would, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I would echo Nina's point about um, collecting data and recognizing that, that these populations <coughs> do exist. Um, but you said it so well, I'm not gonna repeat the same thing you said, so thank you for that. Um, the other thing that I would say is I would hope that people would recognize that, yeah, we're just like everybody else. We're normal people. Um, the conversations and questions and issues that we have are just like the conversations and questions and issues that everybody has. But on the other hand, I would also hope that you would recognize that we are absolutely not like everyone else, um, that we do have very important differences, that, which, is why, which is why the whole podcast series exists, which is why the club exists. We, d we are different. We are not like everybody else. And uh, we kind of demand that that be recognized <laughs> and be respected. Thank you. Excuse me. Thank you. Um, I kind of covered this before. Um, there is that hope that maybe that as people go into the professions, they might start like looking back and he and thinking about like how can I apply this to my life. So again, nurse the nurses and doctors and health professions of the future look back and be like, this patient is LGBT. How can I promote their representation? Can I call them by the proper pronouns? Can I call them by their proper name? Can I make sure that certain medical needs are met and not disregarded because of how they represent their gender? And also that maybe people do want to get a little bit more understanding. So that fear I felt while walking around ca on campus wouldn't need to be there. I wouldn't need to be afraid that someone might lash out and tell us that we're heathens or what have you, but instead be a, like, a loving s 
society. I feel like I can't say it any better than you guys have. But yeah, it's just all about making it accessible to those who feel like they need it, you know, they need that voice or they feel like they need their voices to be heard as well. The reason I joined um, GASP in the first place was because I really didn't know if there was an LGBT presence on campus. It, it's not really something that's, you know, super new. Can I add something else? Uh, I'm reminded of a conversation at one of our meetings, and it was about representations, and more alluded to this um, when she's talking about math, about representations in other classes. Hey, Winter. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I would just like to think um, if the person is going to be a math teacher someday or, or whatever sort of thing, uh, that you know, LGBTQ plus issues or issues uh, about students from the Arab world uh, can be incorporated into any sort of class. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to just, you know, it doesn't have to be siloed into a humanities class or a sociology class or a psychology class um, because these issues can be relevant in a math class if we're talking about demographics uh, or any sort of class. Uh, and this was, I, I forget which episode this is in, but if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear our conversation about it. And I think our students had a lot of good things to say about um, including information like this in, in a variety of types of classes on campus. Awesome, thank you. Um, is there anything that you would have added to the conversations that you had, thinking back on um, where those conversations went, or was there something that you felt like, oh, this is an important detail that maybe we missed and, and should be out there? How many hours do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys really want to have this conversation right now. There's always more to say, mm -hmm. and I think that it's important that we continue to have these conversations. And you know, some of the students that participated last year have now graduated and moved on, and we have new students. And just I think that it's important for us to keep this um, opportunity to make podcasts alive. And I hope that it's something we can continue to do uh, and to promote these podcasts. There's a lot of our colleagues on campus that I think should listen to these podcasts as a form of professional development and it's a great opportunity for them to learn about the students in their classrooms or the students that they're serving that are approaching their desks um, no matter where you work on campus. So again, from like um, an employee point of view, I think there's so many benefits to having these podcasts available just in terms of, um, you know, just easy to access diversity awareness on campus. And then from a student perspective, I think continuing to provide that platform for students to express who they are in a safe space where, again, sometimes it's difficult to do that in front of an audience or in front of a class. Um, and we have many students that have no problem doing that in front of an audience or in front of a class. But some of them, feel more comfortable, you know, maybe expressing that over a podcast and not thinking so much about how many people it's going to reach or who's going to listen to it. And uh, I really hope the library continues these conversations. And I know that it was a lot of work on behalf of the library, but it's important work. And I think it says a lot about the, our institution that we provide these platforms. Um, I also want to encourage all of my College 101 students who just walked in on their first day of the second eight weeks of College One to watch, or I'm sorry, listen to these podcasts. Maybe I'll give some extra credit. We'll talk about that in class. Um, but for those of you that are joining the conversation a little bit later, this is a just such a great opportunity. Um, 
our students, I mean, in terms of adding stuff to the conversation, there's always more they have to say. Yep. There's just always more to say. And um, the issues they talked about are continuous. They haven't changed. And um, they're going to be the same, you know, in five years and in 10 years um, because, you know, recognizing who Arab Americans are in this country and Muslim Americans, I clearly think we have a long way to go as a society. And so um, these continues need to, these conversations need to continue. I would agree with Nina that we could go on forever. And a couple of things that come to mind, and I'm sure we did touch on some of these at some point, but I'm not sure if we ever had any episodes that were wholly dedicated to these. Um, but I think that we could have had a conversation about the devastating impact of AIDS and HIV on the, H on the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I think that we could have had conversations about political discrimination. Uh, we could have conversations about, um, and something that's that I think is very important to talk about, is inequalities that exist within communities. Um, so racism that exists within the LGBTQ plus community and sexism and misog like misogyny, transphobia, and so on that exists within communities. Um, so oftentimes groups are bunched together and we ignore the differences that exist within communities. So I think we could have, thank you. <laughs> I think we could have had a conversation about that. Um, I think we did to some degree, but I mean, like I said, it'd be before we did the podcast, we were brainstorming so much and we had I mean, so many lists of <laughs> different things on our Canvas page about ideas that we wanted to talk about, and I think we really did just scratch the surface of those. Um, there's a lot more we could have talked about. Yeah, I fully agreed. I would have also liked to have most of an episode also dedicated to resources. Mm -hmm. So hotlines you can call, especially if you're afraid if you're going to be attacked or... Um, different because i know with the rise of technology and smartphones there are apps that you can use to help friends and family know when you're getting home safely um especially if you're out about and you get identified um about resources within communities outreach programs to help you find um other people like you so you have that human connection and also um, resources, especially for, because I know a lot of LGBT youth end up sometimes being homeless or being put in bad situations and being able to be like, here's a, a place where you can go and you can live safely, or here's a program that will go and help um, make sure, and like Jeffrey was saying, also being able to help being like, I'm being discriminated uh, discriminated against. How can I stop it? Here are some resources you can use to help battle that. Here are some lawyers who are willing to work for a low cost to help you get your, keep your job. Those are important things that we didn't really get to discuss in depth and I thought would have been a really great idea to add into the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, on top of what you guys wanted to add. Um, I think if I could go back and add anything, it would just be um, more people's experiences, especially people in the club now that might have not been with us in the spring semester. I feel like it was just really important for us to have, you know, as many diverse experiences and accounts as possible. And, you know, we could always add more. 
Awesome, thank you. And I think this will just be for Hanina and Nina. Have you heard any feedback from people that have listened to the podcast? Have you encountered anybody that's found it? Um, actually, this is like kind of funny, but like somebody from UIC reached out to me and was like, like they're just a mutual friend, and they, they had told me that they had actually listened to the podcast and they wanted to start something similar at UIC. So I, I feel like that's just kind of awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. so they're like gonna like keep their portfolio going and like try to start something there. But um, I I have heard that like like as they had all said like there is so much more that we could have talking about like we could have talked about. Um, yeah, but I'm just looking forward to hopefully doing something similar in the future and uh, offering this opportunity to other students. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The ones that stand out to me are the people that participated that have got a chance to hear themselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, the question is like, when can we do this again? You know, are we going to have another opportunity? And I'll come back to campus for that. Sure. So I think that um, for everyone that participated, it was a really gratifying experience and they're thankful for the experience. They would like to do it again. And uh, you know, the podcasts haven't been out for that long. So I think that over the next you know, several months and couple of years, we'll hear more feedback. Um, but I'd be interested in hearing if the library received any feedback as well. Um, you know, the, the students that participate in these podcasts are speaking their truth. So, from my perspective, no one can tell them that they're wrong because they're talking about their own lives, right? So I hope that people aren't listening with a critical lens and you know, wanting to debate students about their experiences because every single student had a different experience that they spoke about. Um, you know, w Whether you agree with them or not, I think that it's important that students are respected for their truth. And um, again, I think that those that gave me the feedback about participating are really just um, thankful that they had that chance to, to participate. Thank you so much. That's awesome to know people would come back and do some more. Um, so I think that's the end of our questions. Thank you so much for this awesome conversation. It was great to listen to you talk about what you've done with the podcast and how it's kind of impacted you and the clubs. Um, it's very encouraging. Uh, we are working currently on putting together another season, and we're always kind of looking for ways to keep having people involved in the podcast. So um, thank you so much for kind of encouraging us to continue doing that. That's awesome. Um, so a little bit about um, we had a logo contest in the spring, and we had uh, a couple of students. Uh, we had, I think, 15 students. Um, submit uh, for the contest and uh, we wanted to highlight uh, our runners up and our, and our winner for our new logo. Uh, Pamela Urkel and Diego Gomez uh, were our runners up and we really appreciated um, their logos and um, Jolene Fritsch uh, came up with the logo that you've kind of seen in the PowerPoint today um, and it is, will be displayed on the website and wherever um, you kind of encounter our podcast it'll, it'll be there so we're super appreciative for everybody that participated and gave us so much great artwork to kind of sift through. And thank you to Jolene for, for providing the, the logo that, um, that was selected. Um, so a little bit of a shameless plug to help find the <laughs> podcast. Um, so our podcast is located on the library website under our uh, library podcast link. And I'll kind of walk us through where that is um, just so everybody 
starts to see. So under our special events area on the web page here, we have a section for library podcasts. And then on the lower left, you'll see our beautiful new logo and our links for seasons one and seasons two. Um, and on that page, you'll see all of the different episodes and descriptions and links for all of, all of uh, your listening pleasure. Um, so please take a listen and find the podcast, check them out. You can also get them through iTunes as well. Uh, if that's where you get your podcasts, uh, but they're available through the library and through some of our podcasting platforms. So go find it, go listen. Uh, the conversations that happened in this podcast were incredible and uh, very insightful. And um, I always took away something brand new every every conversation that we've had over the last couple of years. So I'm super grateful to have been able to work on this uh, project. And I know that Tish and Jahan have also um, really enjoyed being able to work on it. Um, and with that, thank you so much for coming. Uh, we also have snacks, um, so we wanted to celebrate uh, the participation of the podcast. Oh, again, I've gotten ahead of myself. Um, do we have any audience uh, questions or comments uh, for the panel? Sure. So just, uh, I don't know if I've shared this with, with Nina, but um, you know, as part of the Mosaics program, we had a lot of podcasts with artists and with uh, students, and I had to submit all of those as part of my final grant report, and we got a tremendous lot of feedback from our funders um, about how amazing they thought the podcasts were and how the voices of the students were so, so strong. So you know, thank you for that, because we have people in Washington and New York who've been listening to all these podcasts now, um, and they, they loved them. Thank you for sharing. I had no idea. Uh, any other questions, thoughts for the panel? Well, I think someone's asking about upcoming events. Is that what you worded to me? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I want to make sure everybody's aware that uh, tomorrow there's actually a fundraiser on campus. Uh, Moraine Valley is having our first scholarship for students who identify as LGBTQ+. That scholarship will be awarded in the spring, and tomorrow is a fundraiser for that scholarship. I think it's 11 till we run out of food time, which will be about two maybe, um, in the U building, and uh, five bucks a plate, and it'll be the Marsha P. Johnson Scholarship awarded in the spring. Is that what you were asking me about? I think, I thought so. <laughs> it is, um, I believe there will be delicious food there, yes. Awesome. Thank you all so much for coming. Can we have a round of applause for Nina, Hanin, <laughs> Jeffrey, Mara, and Christina for such a great panel?